Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, the show that brings you thoughtful perspective through the lens of Christ. Join us every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. on The Bridge Austin Radio, broadcasting on both 1120 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Whether you're on the go, hitting the gym, or simply relaxing with your favorite beverage, Triumphant Victorious Reminders will empower you to live in Christ with heavenly wit. Teresa Ann reminds us that true perspective isn't just about being positioned correctly, it's about being positioned in Christ, who is the ultimate perspective. So tune in and let your friends know to join us as we journey towards seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. This is Triumphant Victorious Reminders, with Teresa Ann, and we're excited to have you with us. Well, we are back with another triumphant, victorious reminders with Teresa Ann. And if you listened in on last week's program, I got to do an overview of most of the shows that I've done so far. And we've we've been up to, uh, was it not 10, no, nine weeks and of radio shows on the bridge. And it's been so exciting to kind of see like how all the messages have come through. But I got to finish off at week eight. And um, that's where I want to start from. And then on today's uh, episode, I want to talk about being above and not beneath. Okay, so before we get started, I just say thank you, Lord, that we get to commit this show to you, Lord, that every person under the sound of my voice will only hear what you want them to hear. And anything that me, Teresa Ann, has to say that is not of you, that it will fall on deaf ears, but Lord, that there would be correction in my heart in the middle of it. And I thank you for that, Lord, that we are lifelong learners, not just with the knowledge of this world but in knowing who you are. Thank you, Father, for every person listening to this show, that, Lord, they will have ears to hear you in any other voice they will not be able to hear. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So as I was going through the overview of all the different episodes, it was so cool to see this common theme of trusting God, dying to self is the rescue plan, and knowing that in trusting God, there is no room to trust ourselves or others. And we were never meant, God never ever said, I'm going to give this ministry to you. I'm going to give this family to you. I'm going to give this thing to you so you, because I trust you. It's not about that. It's about knowing that he is giving it to us so that we get to know him more, so we can trust him more. So that in going back to week eight, what was that? It was new levels, then what? That was the title. And new levels do something. Now, we used to say new levels, new doubles. And that's something we've heard so often and it sounds great and it's perhaps even true. There's even something even more true than that. And that's what I want to do an overview on today. And it kind of leads into being above and not beneath. 
So all those phrases that I talked about in week eight on that episode of new levels, new devils, or, oh, wow, you must be doing something right because the attacks on your life are so prevalent. Hmm. That right there is just such a, without even realizing it, it's a boasting of our obedience. But see, obedience really can only take place by the receiving of God's love through his grace. His grace is what causes us. His grace is what causes us to obey. We're responding to his goodness with awe and wonder. And from that place of on wonder is where obedience just happens. It's not out of obligation. See, that that thing that looks like obedience, when we do it out, out of obligation, is called a sacrifice. And it's all about us and what we're doing, how we are being obedient, how we've given up. And we get exhausted and we get tired. And that doesn't glorify God. And I've learned that. And I'm still learning that. But this is something to take hold of. So going back to new levels, new what? When we say that, now what we can say is new levels causes us to see deeper and new levels of who God is. That's the truest of the truest statements beyond the new devils. It's knowing a deeper revelation of who God is. That's the powerful part. That's what glorifies him. All the phrases that seem to motivate us to keep going are those things that kind of feed the ego. Oh, now that you're obeying God, you better be watching out what the enemy is going to start doing. He's going to cause havoc. Okay, yeah. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what the enemy does. If we don't get that by now, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. But what I can tell you is this. With God's great love, because you're saying yes to him, take notice that you were only to able to say yes because of his grace that empowered you to do something you could never say on your own strength. Human nature says absolutely not. But the divine nature of God seen through his grace causes us to say yes. That's why we can no longer make excuse of, well, I'm just a human. This is why I did this and that. Well, that's easy to do, and that's why we hurt people over and over and over again. But if they were to say that to us, well, I'm just human. I'm sorry I screwed you over. That doesn't work very well, does it? And that's where we lean in, and that's why we lean in to the divine nature of God. That's what this Christian life is all about. You know, it's seeing all of these sayings of, I'm sorry you were hurt in church. I'm sorry this, like that church should never hurt people. Like I, I understand that we, we've come up with this whole like deal of, um, 
how do we say it? Well, the church is just the hospital. No, Jesus is the great physician and he is discipling us to be the hospital so that when we come together as the church body, we are strong and we are warriors and we're going out together to go be the light, not just to keep hurting people within the church. That's not what it was ever meant to be. And that's what God is teaching me is there is no excuse as to why we hurt people. Because if we keep saying, well, we're just human over and over again, we have just excluded and said no to the divine nature of God. That's why we keep going after Jesus. Not because, oh, I want to know Jesus more because I want him to know. I want to know that he loves me. It's high time that we now realize that he loves us so that we can take that love we freely received to now freely give to others as we're walking out our healing in him. We'll then be able to extend the healing of God into others. Now that's what being above and not beneath looks like. But let me go back to week eight, new levels, right? So our true motivation gets to come from being in Christ to glorify the Lord. And here's where it's at. Not because darkness is scrambling in fear. That's not why we do good. We do it because it glorifies the Lord, not because we get to stomp on the enemy's head. Our focus keeps going on him. Instead, it's Lord, I want to glorify you in my every response so that when people get to know who I am, they don't stop at me, but I am getting to point them to who you are, the steadfast fast God who is hope, who is light. When we go to new levels, it's to know a deeper level of who God is. He is who who we respond to. It's not dismissing the enemy. It's knowing that our God is who we, we respond to as he is our abundant life. And in him, is how we overcome in this life. Everything we do in Christ will always have opposition. We got to know that. Because Jesus even said, you will have trouble in this life. But that wasn't the end of a sentence. He says, but, the best but ever. But I have come to overcome the world. So that's the promise within the promise of knowing that there's going to be suffering and there's going to, it's going to be hard. There's a greater promise to that. And it's that he's overcome the world, but how has Jesus overcome the world with love, with God's love? That's how he's overcome the world. So as everything we do in Christ Remember, it will always have opposition. So the point in going after God is not just knowing that we will have opposition, but more than anything, we remember who is for us. So many of us know who's against us, but do we know 
who is for us. And if we know who is for us, even when things are coming at us, even if your coworkers are doing the things that they're doing that are bothering you, that is not what you highlight. The highlight is, wow, God, you're showing me who you love right now. So I know who to pray for. Not judge or just simply correct to correct, but to love. And in that love, you can correct. But now it's coming from a place of compassion. God's compassion, not your own manufactured compassion. And not even compassion from your own experiences. But even beyond that, the compassion of God and his love. I just love that about him. So week nine was arise, shine. But how do we do that? How do we arise and shine? Well, Isaiah 60 verse one, as we talked about last week, arise, shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, that's why you arise and that's why you shine because the starting point is not you arising and you shining the starting point is because the glory of the lord has risen upon you the holy spirit of god the holy spirit of god baptizing us with the fire and the passion of God that exudes his love. And and what happens when we get to live that out, we're literally being a witness of what God is doing in and through us. Remember how Jesus says, be my witness. See, so often we think it's just witnessing with testimony. That is part of it. The witness of our testimony, as it says in Revelation, is we overcome the enemy. We overcome the enemy with what? The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's one way of being a witness. But here's another. With God's grace, having the ability to say yes to him with on wonder, it causes this miracle to be seen of him working in and through us. You're going to be standing there going, am I really doing this right now? Is this really happening? Think about even in the book of Acts, when the church the first church gathered in the upper room and the cloves of tongues of fire fell upon them. These people were uneducated. They did not know other languages. They, they weren't learned. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks the tongues of other nations, not gobbledygook, but the tongues of other nations to do something. It had purpose to minister the gospel of Jesus of his kingdom in their native tongue. That's the power 
of what God wants to do in and through us. And we get to be a witness. If you lay hands on someone and you get to see them be healed, that wasn't you healing them. That was you witnessing the Holy Spirit of God healing someone through you. It is not your healing ministry. It is the healing power of God ministering through you and I. We need to get that straight because we're owning things that do not belong to us. We steward what God wants to do in and through us. And so often we have focused on the gifts of God instead of focusing on him and his fruit, which is love. Because no matter what, the gifts are given to us without repentance. Meaning this, there are people walking around with the gifts of God that don't even know him. So we don't get credit for operating gifts. But here's where God's glorified. When we allow the Holy Spirit to produce his love that's expressed in all these different ways from his goodness, his kindness, his meekness, self-control, patience, love, joy, peace. Those are the expressions of the love of God that the Holy Spirit produces in and through our lives. We don't produce it. It's the Holy Spirit that produces it. And I wasn't even going to go there. That's not even in my notes right now. But I believe God is showing us the divine nature of God is what has to be seen in the earth, in and through us. And we get to be witnesses, not just in testimony of what he's done for us, but now being a testifying witness of what he's even getting to do through us. And there has to be a moment where we say, Lord, I repent right now for taking ownership of a ministry that is not mine, but yours. If you walk in the prophetic, that is the prophetic voice of God that you're getting to witness in and through your life. Yes, There are those people that walk in the office of those five gifts, right? Teacher, evangelist, pastor. But again, it's not our identity. Our identity is not a prophet or a prophetess. Our identity is not healer. Our identity is not an encourager. Our identity is not an evangelist. Our identity is not a pastor. Our identity is who we are in Christ as a child of God. Remember week one? Unless you come to me as one of these children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. It's knowing that we are a child of God. That's where the purity is with his gifts and his love flow through us. We get to be mere witnesses of his power. Again, being above and not beneath. We're not living beneath by being conformed to the way the world does things by owning titles. See, we've taken the gifts of God. We've taken the offices of God and made it our identity. And we've made money off of it. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, you know, asking for money to help maybe with 
helping orphans and widows and the homeless. That There's nothing wrong with that at all. But when it's for our own gain on something that we receive freely, ugh. I mean, yeah. It's a long pause right now. It's a sailor because we got to get back to the basics of being like that child because that's who the greatest is in the kingdom of God and being an on wonder, responding to God with on wonder, responding to him with knowing that we can't do anything apart from him. Like it says in John 15, apart from him, we can do nothing. Yeah, we can do a lot. We've proven that we can do a lot, but will it have eternal value? Will it honor him in the long run? We only arise and shine because the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. So from the place of being above and not beneath, I really just love this portion of, um, as some of you know, I wrote a book called Heavenly Wit. And again, it's seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. And so often when we look at the things of God, we see it from a place of being beneath. We might say things we're not worthy or we don't deserve it. No, I mean, obviously we don't deserve anything, right? What we do deserve is probably hell, but the undeserved thing, the undeserved favor of God that God extends to us with this love, that's that's the beautiful part that we get to realize how in him we get to be above and not beneath. And there's a scripture from Deuteronomy. 28, 13, it says, if you listen, so you got to read all of chapter 28 to really understand the context of this. Cause I believe context is everything. If you listen to these commands of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you today. And if you carefully obey them. And now remember this was coming from a place of you kind of, it was, ob- it was obligation. Okay. But I, I just want to show you this. If obligation was what the reward, you know, you got a reward for that out of obligation. Guess how much the reward it is to just know God and be like an awe and wonder of him as a child. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be above and not beneath. Now, that is not to say above other people to rule or have, uh, you know, uh, to dominate people. That's not it at all. It's to see with the eyes of Christ to see way above the situation. It's taking yourself out of the forest and seeing from the heavenly realms in Christ to see how all of it in its true perspective is nothing in comparison to God. 
So although we've heard, read, and even considerably know the truth in being above and not beneath, how do we practically live this out with God and his truth? Now I'm learning in him how we wait through the hardships, the mishaps, the mayhem in life that can cause us to regress or thrive, whether we rise above or slip beneath their circumstances. Considering our natural decline, oftentimes there's a whirlwind within the mind that causes us to see everything but God. In these moments, we can be subtly seduced away to the age-old selfish question of why God. And with, as I think about this, there's an old memory that kind of greets me as I think about my own life. And it was a moment where we lost everything monetarily. And it just got depressing. I didn't even want to go anywhere. I didn't even want to check the mail because it was a reminder of what we lost. And all of a sudden, I remember I was so mad because I wanted to invest in a stock that all my friends were investing into. And they were making tons of money. I remember that. And I was just so mad on top of everything else of being mad about. I didn't even have money to even do that. And I was just so upset. And I'm like, God, why? And I remember being in the guest room of our home. And this is what I heard as I'm writing, as I'm sulking. It was like all of a sudden I felt my chin go up. And I heard these words, Teresa, the greatest investment you will ever make are in people. That is living above and not beneath with my love. Do not be conformed to the way the world does things and see things and reacts to things. Be transformed by letting me renew your mind. But you got to stay in me. You have to see at every given moment there is an investment. Some call it a cost to follow me, but it's an investment. There's a paradigm shift that takes place with living above and not beneath. And again, it's not to look at people as though they're lower than you, but it's this moment of saying, come up higher with me because I want to show you who this God is that has given me this great hope. Because again, triumphant victory is who Christ is. And that reminder of our triumphant, victorious reminders of who he is causes us to see with heavenly wit, to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. So as I end this episode today, will you reach out to me and tell me how God is showing you how to live above and not beneath in him through his word. You can do so one of two ways. You can go to triumphantvictoriousreminders.com or you can email me at letstalktv74 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. We hope that you were empowered and encouraged by the insights and perspectives shared on this program. Remember, living in Christ transforms us into His likeness and enables us to live an abundant life with heavenly wit. 
With Teresa and we have learned to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 11.30 for another edition of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. Until then, keep seeking Christ, who is the true perspective, and may his blessings be upon you always.